Hello, everybody. My name is Tiffany E, and on behalf of Alexis and Nicole, we'd like to welcome you back to our show, Down for the Count. So today, we're going to continue with our recaps of wrestling. This last week that passed was Monday Night Raw, and we're going to recap that. In the next episode, we'll do AEW and all of the other wrestling shows that we watch. We're also going to go back over... The missing girlfriend, Teddy Rance, and Jason Rice situation. We're going to dive deeper into that and give you some more information. And I promise you, this is another heart-wrenching um, episode. So if I were you, I'd brace myself for some of the information that you may hear. It's not going to be easy, but of course it does need to be said because there's literally no one talking about this and it needs to be discussed. So I hope you guys enjoy and thank you so much for listening to Down for the Count. Let's go. So um, in case people didn't know already, um, this is very loaded and I have to cross-reference with a few things, so this might take a little bit to explain, but so um, there was earlier, it was earlier or late last week there was a thing there was this post getting shared on Facebook and it was, let me try to pull it up really quick Tell me who I can and can't like. Fuck you, dude. So, um, there's basically this, um, post getting float, um, floating around, um, of this woman who is, um, who was a Canadian, um, wrestler who, well, who is her name, ring names and modeling names are Samantha Steele and Lucy, um, Morningstar. So, um, couple, a lot of her friends in Canada, um, have not heard from her in two years. Um, she disappeared, um, she was last seen and cause she was training and living in Florida. She was training at, um, Chazen Wright's, um, school that he's a trainer at. So that's Team Vision Dojo in Orlando. And was also dating Teddy Hart at the time of her disappearance. So, obviously, um, her family's been trying to reach out and try to um, see if they can get any information about her. Obviously, um, unfortunately, nothing has really came to pass or any information about her. So I was like, that's crazy, because I was like, I don't remember hearing any of this. And then also I saw I started going down the rabbit hole. So obviously we know Teddy Hart has had issues for years. We all know Mm -hmm. this, right? Yep. Okay, so um, I knew he, like, had issues, but I didn't think it was that bad. I actually found an old Rolling Stone article on him and it was basically about his tumultuous times in the wrestling um in wrestling industry and him literally getting basically blackballed kicked out of almost every other wrestling promotion in Amer- in North America and Mexico pretty much for 
shitty behavior, showing up late, and basically only reason really saving him was his last name and the fact that he's actually a good wrestler. But um, a lot of shady things. Like, he was um, convinced, he was um, accused and was um, was accused by two ex-girlfriends of them being um, basically him using them as um, sex workers, um, exploiting oh, money Lord. from them, um, pimping them out. Um, Jesus. Them um, also, like, also um getting tons and a hundred like thousands of dollars from them also i also knew that he grew he because obviously since he barely he can't work anywhere because no one wants to hire him um he he makes most of his money from selling from selling marijuana and breeding persian cats wow okay this is a whole article some said to you and i don't i don't even remember this so i was like what the heck so obviously that's a lot of horrible things so now i remember teddy hart he was actually one like when he first came out everyone's like he's the next big Hart family member you know he's gonna go to wwe because like that's when they had like the kind of their heart foundation the new heart foundation with natalia and dh smith and all that and everyone was like oh he's gonna go to the WWE. excuse me he was gonna go to the wwe apparently he like sh- now there's two there's two stories that i hear he either failed a drug test showed up drunk or his attitude was was such shit nobody wanted to work with him. Um, it was literally all three of those things, which states Jesus. in the article. Okay. So um, I'm not gonna go the, the article's super super long, so I'm not gonna go completely into it. Um, so I'm just gonna paraphrase a lot of it. But yes, he was, and he he was signed. He was the youngest person still to this day to be signed to. A WWE contract, and he is also the youngest person to ever be removed from a WWE contract. Yes, double history at this damn a time. But um, yes, it talked about how um, obviously since Natalia was there, then they had TJ that he was supposed to be there with them and be the next big thing because he's insanely talented, which which he is. And um. But obviously, he's into a lot of um, sketchy things, and um, especially, and then also, another accusation for one, his ex-girlfriends who had um, lawsuits against him, also accusing him of sex trafficking, which is um, where a lot of people think what happened with his ex-girlfriend that's missing. Oh, shit. Yeah, when you told me that he was involved with possible involved with sex trafficking, that I gotta be honest, I lost my shit a little bit. Yeah, so that's also especially like the area where I live at, because that used to be a very, very, very big thing where I live. I, in case our listeners don't know, I live in Toledo, Ohio, and that was a huge, huge problem um, within the area for a few years, and they um, cities actually cracked down really well on it. Um, the past few years, but yeah, it was, it used to be really, really bad. So obviously, and especially with like the things, kids going missing in Atlanta and it's just like not, 
anything that's like obviously sex trafficking itself is not anything that's okay or should be glossed over but especially at the time right now is just obviously like hard to hear um and this also leads into chase and rice who um works the head like i said he's a head um He's a um, head train, one of the trainers, owners of um, Team Vision Dojo, and Team Vision Dojo is um, the one of the biggest um, independent schools and promotions in that area because the they started rising up when a lot of those territories started dying off. So you think about it, the only thing that was really over there was like them, and then the performance center when they were. Um, getting it together so um actually two people off the top of my head that i know that train there are chelsea green and santana garrett oh um and there's also a few more people but and then it's also um team vision dojo is one of those places if you frequent if you frequented the florida indie scene or if you wrestled any time during there and um, wrestle at any time um, in Florida, you have crossed paths, you have used equipment with them, rented a ring with them, et cetera. So like you have had some dealings with them. So it's like, they're a de- they're a pretty decent entity within that area. But um, in 2010, Chazen Rice, um, Chazen Rance, which is, he's also an indie wrestler along with being a trainer there, was uh, was convicted and is now and is convicted of molesting of a 15 year old oh jesus so he's convicted found guilty is a legitimate registered sex offender literally if you type in his name that's like one of the first three things that pop up I googled, I googled them. I googled them earlier, and I got a fucking mugshot. That's like his first picture. Yeah, exactly. So, and also I will go into this. So, um, last year again, I wasn't paying attention because I I wasn't really into New Japan like that for a long for a while after like Finn and all of them left because I didn't care. Like I watched like um I only start watching it again the past year, but. Um, there was a show that it was a New Japan something show that Cody and uh, not Cody that um Kenny Omega put together and Chase and Rice actually wrestled in a show and a lot of people were like, well, why the fuck did he is he here? So his first response is like he didn't know that obviously like people had like a problem with it and then whatever and then obviously once he realized like how severe this actually was then he like did like this huge statement about how he would like they let him and his team like make sure that they completely vet people when they had it he hadn't heard anything sketchy um about him because last time he seen him was like in 2004 and it was was, like he didn't have any like bad dealings with him blah 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 and that um, he would personally issue refunds to people who were uncomfortable with him being here. And then Chazen actually was booked to win his match, which he did. And then, but it's kind of like some people are calling bullshit, which I call bullshit on it because it's like I literally Googled him. That's the th- third fucking thing that popped up. 
So it wasn't like on a last page or a secondary page. No. It's like you can visibly see literally that if he yes. properly vetted him, he would have known. Yes. Like I just Googled him again and dude, that's the first thing that fucking showed up. Okay, so you can't you think you can't claim you don't know. Because that means you didn't really vet him. You went off of his word. Because even if you would have done a background check just by a company background check, let's say you paid for a background check, you would have got more information than just us doing normal Google shit. Right. So th- that's that's a red flag for me. You should have known better. And not only that, um, it's just... It's just in fucking saying how he was. I didn't know anything. I didn't know anything about this because I, I felt like I would have like lost my shit. And he's like also not a name that I was like familiar with. Like I know of Teddy and like the most I've seen and like honestly paid attention since he's been on MLW, but I've never like paid attention to him. So it's like I was, I was like really wasn't aware of all this like horrible things until like that article like that Facebook post was shared and I really started like doing my research on these people and I'm like oh my god this is so bad (laughs) and I just don't understand how he was allowed to be especially Chase and was allowed to be um within like the industry and he's literally a registered sex offender And this ain't like and oh and it's and it's and it gets worse so you guys know who you guys know who Izzy is right yeah <gasps> no yes so I don't know who that is she Izzy is okay so if you watch like old NXT especially when Bailey was in there she's like the little girl who's like the big Bailey fan okay so um Izzy is getting into wrestling like she's been wrestling she's been training for a little while um she also does like taekwondo and like some other bullshit like that too she actually trained there briefly oh oh and um effie the wrestler shout out to him um he like talked to um her parents and was like no like this isn't like a, like this isn't a place that she should like have her at and blah blah like you should not like no like go find somewhere else like this dude is like super super bad news like he like personally reached out to her parents which is like good for Effie for doing that because probably not a lot of wrestlers probably all the other wrestlers or within who saw that probably were just like well okay but learn really shout out to him for being like putting his foot down and be like no this is fucked up but the good thing is she only had one session there but that's what I'm saying like he not only the stuff with Teddy but this stuff with um, Chazen and it's starting to um, become even more of a thing because now let me pull this up because I retweeted it today so there was this woman who is a sex worker? She's either a sex worker or a model or both. Um, let me go find her right quick. Um, I looked her up earlier. She is a adult model and 
entertainer. Let's just say that much. Kaylee Cox. Yes. So basically, long as she offers adult companionship, probably raking in the bags. Good for her. I I missed my call with that. So, anyways, so <laughs> she um. So she basically was contacted by him, set up an appointment, and he ended up canceling what she got there. And then he also threatened her, and one of the threats was to actually have her killed. Why is scumbag still alive? So, and she put all this out because she was like, just in case some shit happens to me, I want this to be obviously put in the air so they know where to look first. Yeah. So this is also very scary and very creepy. So I hopefully hopefully this woman stays safe. But um obviously a lot of the rest a lot of different wrestlers and people are starting to really speak up and be like, Hey, like, no, like this isn't this isn't cool. I'm done. Like this, it shouldn't be tolerated. We shouldn't keep someone like this in, in their in our industry, in our company. It's just not not worth it. No. And actually, there's this guy who I retweeted, um, and basically he's like, no one should be working. Um, hold on, let me find it. Um, he's basically just talking to um, all the wrestling promoters that are coming. Obviously, will be in Tampa for Mania because Orlando's not that far from Tampa, and he they're just saying that he's going to start basically a thread and let people know about different schools and areas that they can use equipment and write equipment from that is that does not come from that school. Because I think what people, a lot of people just kind of, like, just glossed over it because it became such, like I said, became such a big entity because they came up when a lot of the other promotions in that area to other indie companies were dying. So they were able to rise up through that. And that's why they became such a bigger deal. And that's why they had so much prominent people like um, Larry Zabisco works there, like... Um, so it's just like, it's just crazy. Fucking burn him at the stake, dude. That is ridiculous. Oh my God. Um, yeah, like, it's, it's just crazy. Obviously, um, literally, if, like, if you're listening, like, fuck you. Um, go jump off a, br- a bridge. Oh yeah, we're gonna give you the fuck you award for, for forever. You're gonna get it forever. Because like, you're you're the definition of a piece of shit. You know so. you know what, dude? If this asshole is listening, there's a special place in hell reserved specifically for people like you. Absolutely. You know how there there's the seven layers of hell, where the first one's kind of like a party, and it just gets worse the the more you go down. <laughs> I think it's a party. <laughs> You know how each level gets worse? And there's like, yeah. like 
There's seven bypass all that shit. Just go to the lake of fire <laughs> and burn. He's going, he's going to this little sub sub basement that Satan has built for assholes like him. And I hope to God that Oh, I hope that I don't see you on the street, bro. Because if I ever am out on the streets and I see you, I'm not afraid to go to jail. So are we giving um, Chase and Rance? We give them both of them. Yeah, they give both Hart. Yeah, because yeah, his is real sketch. Um, and as for as Brett, for Teddy Hart, Brett, like I, your family. No, Brett yeah. doesn't want anything to do with them. Shit. He divorced his wife in 2014, so <laughs> of course he's still using the name, but I don't think he has anything to do with that family. Oh, yeah, I forgot he was a married heart. Um, yeah, Natty. He, took, he took their name. Yeah, yeah. He 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 was what? trained by the heart. What? He was trained by the heart, and his wrestling name was Teddy Hart, but he didn't. You know, he didn't. Pull like a Mike Canellis, you know. Well, it's not like <laughs> I mean TJ wasn't. I don't know. Well, you TJ know what? Is a heart. Let 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 Teddy Hart story teach you one thing, kids. If you're an asshole and you it doesn't matter what you try to do, your past will come back to haunt you. You lay with dogs, you're gonna get fleas, dude. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean like look I've done shit that I'm not proud of and I've hurt some people but I've made peace with that I've made peace with them and I've tried to fix it but you know I, I know how do you fix that? like how do you make how do you fix using a child for your own perversions and then glossing yeah. over like it doesn't like you're registered. Everybody can clearly find that out. And then you wrestle. You're wrestling, and you are a sex offender. I. And then you gloss over it. You got Kenny Omega just pretending like, you know, I didn't know, you know, I didn't know how you're supposed to vet your superstars. You're supposed to vet the people who come wrestle for you. That also leads me to believe that that happens a lot, and he's not the only one. Because if one person can get in, you better believe there's at least 10 or five, 10 or 15 others who've gotten in under the radar for something else, and nobody knows. Tell you or this shit. turning a blind eye to it. Thank I'll you. Tell you. No, if this was the WWE, man, I don't, and it, it didn't matter if you were the fucking top guy or the curtain jerker. If they found out you were like this, I'm pretty sure if not half, but all the male locker room and female locker room would not only whoop your ass, then Triple H would come out, whoop your ass again, and until you get the fuck out. I don't know, they fired you two seconds. They fired, look how fast they fired Enzo. Or oh, when, he didn't even do that. Yeah, he was actually he, innocent. Um, or sense. like when they found out, or with that whole thing with Cass and Carmella, they literally fired him on the spot. Yep. The, the thing that fucked over Enzo, and I'm not trying to you know, protect him in any way, the thing that fucked over Enzo is that he did not tell WWE what was going on. He kept that a secret from them. And then once this shit got out, that's when they were like, look, 
is this going on? He goes, yeah. And they're like, well, why didn't you tell us? His explanation was he felt like it wasn't going any further. He had handled hitting himself. He didn't need to involve the WWE. And WWE's like, look, you're our top, one of our top superstars. You can't be in a legal battle like this in this climate and not tell us what was going on so we can prepare or defend against it. Which in turn, they were both right. Because if you work somewhere and something's going on with you legally, you're not obligated to tell them unless they have, you know, a clause or whatever is in the contract. They are not employees of the WWE. They're independent contractors. So technically he can do whatever he wants. But given the fact that you're on television every week, you are a representative of the WWE, despite the fact what your contract says, by the guise of what people see, you are an employee of the WWE. So whatever you do reflects poorly on the WWE. If it was me, I would have immediately went to Vince and said, I slept with this girl. She's trying, she's mad at me because I ghosted her. She's trying to out me. She's been threatening. Because that's what he said. He said she was threatening him. And when he didn't want to have nothing else to do with her, she decided to take the YouTube and voice her, you know, frustrations about it. But then she amped it up by lying, talking about he raped her. When exactly, so he went from jump, he could have got a Vince lawyer, true, the same lawyer that got him out of that. Um, what was what was what did Vince go to trial for? What was it, those concussion things or steroids? Yeah, like Vince low key really should have high key should have went to jail. He should have went to jail, and WWE technically should have been shut down, but he had a good lawyer. Mm -hmm. I would have told if. I was me. If I was in zone, I just would have went straight to Vince and told him what happened. And that's what yep. you could have got you a good lawyer. He already had a good rapport with Vince McMahon. He had it. Because the locker room didn't care for him. But Vince was high on him. That's why he was there. That's why he had the title. And they were running with it. Fans were loving it. It was great, right? At least in their eyes and how they were portraying it, it was awesome. They loved it. Then all of a sudden, he gets in this situation. He's gone. They cut him out. They give Cass that bullshit run. He has a run in with Carmella. He gets cut out. And I was just like, you kind of ruined your own shit. You know, like, you got so big for yourself. You just fucked up your own shit. At this point, I was kind of glad that Enzo did get cut out of the WWE because it had gotten so bad for the locker room that it was really difficult for them to make sure they could keep what was going on TV going because he said the locker room hated him. He said even people he worked with didn't like him, but he didn't care. He was doing what he wanted to do. And I was just like, if he hadn't ruined his career, they probably would have had a real walkout in that locker room. Shit would have yeah. hit the fan for real. Because they just, they, that's how much they detested him. Roman hated Enzo. They all did. And when he tried to go to Ring of Honor, 
Double up. Which at this point, they need him. <laughs> Shit. Your husband was kind of ready to kill him. I know. <laughs> I don't remember him in Ring of Honor for some reason. Yeah, it was uh, Ring of Honor. Uh, New Ch- it was like the New Japan. Ring oh, of you talk about when oh, Nate, yeah. everybody was pissed off. That messed up yeah. Ring of Honor real bad. So, what happened? Were they supposed to be there? It was a work or not. They had an event. I don't know if it was a um, pay-per-view, but Enzo and Cass came in through the audience, and they were having a match at the time, and they it tried to interfere and invade. And Ring of Honor didn't have a problem with the hype they received behind it, but they went to the locker room and was like, hey, we're getting a lot of buzz from this. We can build off of this storyline. And Tama Tonga was like, no. You bring him in here, I'm leaving. Oh, yeah, because he, uh, Tama Tonga, he went to Twitter and he went off on him. He was calling yeah, him, like, he, was like, he didn't like him from hearing about him from people at the WWE because he's so close with a lot of people over there. Mm-hmm. He was like, I'm the one who told you, who gave them the note. I'm the one who said that. He said, you're cancer. And I wasn't letting that in our locker room, period. And I was like, well, you heard what he said. <laughs> your, your bitch ass can't come here. Like, I think a lot of people. Con- I think a lot of people were like that because I think Thomas said it, and then um, I mean, people. Some people were more low key about it than him. But um, ooh, Tiffy, ooh, see a picture of him without makeup on. God damn. Oh. Right. So like. Um, I think a, I think Marty Scarcelli said something too. So um, yeah, Marty said something. But it wasn't yeah, as Marty easy. said something. I think um, Flip did. Um, Bully Bully said something because Bully um, beat his ass. Oh yeah. Which so was it a work or was it not a work? They what don't the know. Was- I don't know. It's just one of those things. It's like it don't matter no more. Yeah, it happened, but yeah, apparently, um, I guess Tamatanga called him the C word. He said he was cancer, and so Enzo was like, "Come on, bro, the C word, pick a better word." And I was like, "What he called? He didn't call you your kind. He called you cancer." Okay, whatever. He was like, you just mad because I'm probably going to come in and take over. Nothing came from it. He did not get a contract with Ring of Honor. He was barred. Cass said something and was just like, y'all just scared that we're going to come in and take over. We took over in WWE. We took over every, anywhere we go, we take over. And I was like, no, nah, no. Nah. You would have taken over in WWE if things had worked out in your favor if you hadn't had some of the mental issues you have, it might have worked out for you better. But because of that, that's what's holding you back. I don't know if it's been exacerbated by any other type of, you know, drug use or alcoholism or whatever, but it is something that needs to be cared for. It's like every time Cass finally gets out the blocks, he takes another three steps backwards. Right. 
which lately you haven't really heard anything about Enzo. He makes his appearances or whatever and does the wrestling shows and stuff. But I I think I just wish things would have worked out differently because Enzo was different. You didn't see anybody like Enzo in the WWE. And I was just like, I don't know why, but I'm fucking here for this. I really like this. And then they just ruined it. But you know they can't they can't be messing around when it when it comes to shit like this, man. Like this guy needs to be in prison. And you know, big shout out to Izzy's parents for realizing some bullshit was going on. True. So that's yeah. And also, it's like people like obviously like stop going there, supporting them. Yeah. yeah. And if you see this guy in public, fucking punch him in his dick. <laughs> Jesus. That don't beat you to it. Yeah, the, the more I read up on this guy, Nicole, um, after you sent this today, yeah, I it, it fucking blows my mind. And I don't understand that it's like people are acting so blasé about it. They're just like, oh, you know, he's he's had, you know, run-ins and people are like this before and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, this guy needs to be in prison or, you know, at least get the beatdown that he has coming to him. People choose to ignore certain aspects to get what they want or to make a buck. It's unfortunate, but it happens more, more often than you think. How are you liking the podcast so far? I hope you guys are enjoying it. If you have a topic that you think we should be discussing on Down for the Count, don't hesitate to contact us. You can send us a voice message right here on the Anchor app, or you can hit us up on social media. Our Instagram is at D4TC underscore podcast. Our Twitter is at Down for the Count 19. And we'll be looking forward to hearing from you. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll let you get back to the podcast. So unfortunately, we are out of time. Thank you so much, you guys, for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed the content. Please make sure that you guys... Follow us on social media and make sure you look up every time we post for Down for the Count. I know we don't have a schedule, but I promise you after January, which is next year, our schedule will be set. We will stick to that schedule. We have been all over the place, but I promise you by January, we will have ourselves straightened out. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you guys next time.